What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Living Will. I appreciate you all coming out, showing love, showing support. As I always say, and I hate to reiterate, but it really does help. If you're liking the podcast, please like, comment, or subscribe. Tell your friend about it. Tell your mom about it. Whoever you want to get hip, I would appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoy this, man. We have a great artist named Medina3. He's an unbelievable talent, man. You don't see people like him quite so often in every generation. You have a few. So I'm really excited to introduce you guys to his work. He touches on so many things from music to poetry to art to animation. The dude is a fucking powerhouse. But the main thing about me is that he's brilliant. And I want to share that brilliance with you all. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, welcome back to We're Living With Will. Steady had 14 and 10 feet And I'm losing sight of possums Thinking they food sweet Smell stolen sounds That's breakfast from my feet Cause I'm dancing to the rhythm Of roots they can't breathe Open invitation Serena with my sweet And you went like Cheryl Pover That's rather be in a shirt That has own signs all over it You know what right. I mean? Like um, That also looks dope It's like I'm promoting something I believe in And it looks better <laughs> It looks yeah. better on camera You know what I mean? I got a little My man Chadwick out here yeah, that's sick. The Black Panther. This is the Black yeah. Panther shirt I have. That's dope. Um, um, let me let me pearl up while we just like yeah, get yeah, comfortable. Yeah. I'm doing the same. Cool. Um, but yeah, dude, this I was actually watching that shit again today. The Avengers. I was watching it. Chad. Avengers is great. I was watching uh, a documentary about um, Norse mythology. So I was. It was like a really about like Thor and like Ragnarok. Um, Bro. I didn't realize how bro. fucking epic Norse mythology no, bro, is. Bro, Ragnarok is the end of time. It bro. is literally, like, yeah. It's, bro, it's, they like, all die. They all bro, die. Do no, you no, realize? It's Yo, Daniel, it's, not even, it's the end of their time, but it's yeah. the beginning of our time. But you want to know something even more fucked up? Huh? The next God of War game is called God of War Ragnarok. So you're going to die. <laughs> like, you're going to have it. That's the one thing, like, I want, now that I've seen, like, you know what Norse mythology Ragnarok is really about. Now I kind of question Thor Ragnarok because I'm like Thor dies in Ragnarok. Yeah, like yeah, Thor yeah. dies battling the Snake God. Yeah, this who's the also world Loki's kid. Yeah, the world also, serpent. Dude, because the world serpent yeah, travels. The world serpent. Like, bro, the, did you know that Thor and the world serpent battled so wild that Thor knocked the world serpent back into time? Oh really? No, I well, <laughs> like that. That's why Loki's like. That's why like that descendant is like a beast as opposed to like. Yeah, bro. He's... I know. I know that Thor hit him so hard with the hammer that it made him expel poisonous gas that ends up killing Thor. Like Thor basically kills himself because he hits the world snake so hard. Yeah, dude. You yo, I would really recommend playing that fucking God of War game. Cool. Um, they just got the new fucking ah shit. Well, it's for PS Five, but they got the new update for PS Five, so like it looks nice and. Look cheap. at his classism being exhibited yeah, in the podcast. Dude, fucking dude, PS5. I know, right? Like it was actually <laughs> funny. Like um, when I was playing that game yesterday, I was like in this chat room with people, and I was like, "Damn, 
this like this like uh, one scene from the Spider-Man game came up in my head where Electro's like, it's an exclusive club. <laughs> you like my suit? It's, it's an exclusive club. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is fucked. But yeah, no, um, that's another game that I think is also like, but video games are just taking it to that level. I also, love Love the new model for video games, man, of making a free battle royale where the money comes from cosmetics. I think one, yeah. it levels the playing field where like you don't have to be rich to be good. And yeah. so it allows like low income people to become pros, but also it just like makes it so that it's accessible and like the world can play it together. I agree. I, I think the I, I think though the the only like big issue that comes in is when investors put too much uh, they get too greedy because yeah. That's what happened with Cyberpunk, man. Unfortunately, you think like, so? You think that's why the game isn't doing as well as it should be? Bro, that fucking game is fucking phenomenal, and it's like, bro, it's kind of fucked up the way that like, it's almost, bro. You know me, I'm all yeah, sure. I love conspiracy theories, whatever. As much as the next guy, whatever, blah yeah. blah blah. But bro, when shit is too, what I I always always notice when shit gets too um close to reality for comfort it's got to be discredited okay and like only reason i say that is because the company that made uh cyberpunk they made the witcher Ooh, yeah nice. yeah so nice. but again that's not a huge studio when they were making the witcher they probably had like 500 employees 200 but they got the tv show now i'm sure that gave them a huge boost. right but the but the thing is that the the issue comes from is that for example let's say you're ubisoft and i'm i'm cg product red trying to drop cyberpunk yeah all the bugs that people are gonna be like oh dude what the fuck this shit has this bug in it like this shit fucking sucks this shit is unplayable this whatever you're ubisoft you could just say, fuck it, bro. Let's just launch it. We'll pay whoever to say that the game is great, but it has little bugs. It's fine. We can pay. We can afford that. We're Ubisoft. Like, you know, and the, the only reason I bring up Ubisoft is because they literally made sexual allegation cases disappear by releasing three subpar video games in, one, in the span of a month. Damn. I heard that Riot Games was going through similar... Um, I, when I was working at the Senate, I tried to work with some women at Riot Games who were basically, you know, talking about the culture of sexism. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not the same thing as sexual assault, but you know, sexism is is it's, what it's leads pretty, to. It, it's still pretty similar though, because yeah, they 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 stem from the same issues, which is why I I brought it up because you know, sexism is what leads to things like you know, Damn, I did sexual not violence. Know I did not know that they are owned by Tencent. Who Riot Games? Yeah. Tencent is trying to buy what's his name too. I don't, I didn't like the idea, but it was it was a really popular developer. They were trying to buy him. Tencent owns everything. You know how people say EA makes all the billions of dollars and yeah, oh, EA is so corrupt and Ubisoft. No, Tencent is the one that that they they got it. Yeah, <laughs> they're on they're on a, they're on multi billion level of money when it comes to video games because they also own a lot of mobile stuff. Isn't that so funny how it's the same thing with like Kraft owning everything and like Campbell's chicken soup. It's like, yeah. you don't know 
and like they convince us that these companies rule the world and then you find out that those companies who we thought rule the world are controlled by other companies like craft that's why like you, that's why when i when i'm you know this uh this run the jewel song which i just really 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 am loving from the cyberpunk game uh-huh. um because you know he says yeah what's his name lp is like Mo- morality is only a memory when belly's empty <laughs> Uh, what is, is Bam. Working bit too steady. I'm wor- working bit too steady. I'm heading for something heavy. If you got the credits, I'll put the crime of the century. <laughs> Damn. Like, oh man. Yeah, that's a pretty and, fire line. You know, Killer Mike comes in with the intro. I used to pray to God, but I think he took a vacation because now the state of Cali is ran by these corporations. <laughs> and it's like that's yeah, 2077, but bro, it's it's right there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like fun facts in the game about how there was the biggest decline in population in like North America during 2020, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like fake lore that's just like, bro, we're on the brim of that shit. Uh, I'm really liking the video component. It just like, it adds an extra element because I get to look at the person, you know? And like, it just yeah. it creates the energy that I think is like the, the phone call interviews are not bad, but um there is more energy when you can see some, like when people can see me laughing and, and smiling at things they say. It's more interactive. No it's bullshit. More, you know, no and bullshit. It's, just more, it's just more, it's more personable. And like, that's why I always, that's why I like the, the first video component. Um, the one, like the first one that you sent us because like, it just felt like watching the stream. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I'm already like used to watching the stream. So it's kind of like, eh, like it's, it's, it's like the, um, Okay, so you know how like people will like, you know how like people fuck with like DJs and Mero on Showtime? Yeah. And then like, I'll be like, nah, but I just listen to podcast more. It's like that, you know what I mean? It's like, you you know the Living With Wool podcast? It's like, nah, but you don't know the stream, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it's more content, like it's just, um, it's more of you type thing. I, I think that that's like, as a creative it's important to make yourself accessible. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to do that. That's kind of like the purpose of living with Will, right? Is like to show people like, this is really what the fuck I do with my day. Like I'm talking to people like Medina or I'm streaming or I'm fucking, you know what I mean? But we can, not, we can talk about me for days, man. I mean, people know me well enough. If you want to know more, check out the stream. But living with Will, the podcast, it's about you. It's about the, the person I'm interviewing. And today is about Medina. So I want to start it the way I start with everybody, man, and let you know, um, you know, if I ask you a question that you don't feel comfortable asking, feel free to just let me know. We'll, we'll go from there. You know, we'll edit that out. But I like to start the interview similarly because a lot of people that I interview, you know, are artists or, you know, just contribute in a creative way to society. So I want to ask you, man, like kind of where did you get your start creatively? When did you kind of start pursuing this passion and uh, really taking it seriously? Yo, first off, Will, thank you, man. Thank you for giving me this platform, man, just to speak openly, speak to no you, doubt. have a conversation, chill out, relax, catch up, um, talk to people, you know. But, um, you know, going back to kind of just like the, that, that first, that first, first memory of like when I knew, knew, knew that I could, cause I've always been like artistically inclined. I've, I've like picked up and quit instruments. You know what I mean? Uh, like things like that. But the first, first one was definitely around like 2010, around then it was, it started with poetry and I, I'm sure it starts like for a lot of people, but you know, just 
this girl broke my heart, man. And uh, yeah, I had to, I had to just kind of like let my feelings out and, and just get it out. And um, it got to a point where for some reason, really quickly, it became bigger than that heartbreak. And I was like, nah, it'd be kind of cool if I could put this in a little book. And you know I mean, if I could put this together in a little pamphlet or something. And then I just tried to like, become as diverse as I as I could have been through every avenue trying to figure out how do I Photoshop this? How do I do this? How do I do that? You know, so, um, but art, as long as I can remember, man. Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. And what I love about your art too, is it, it really transcends mediums. Like I've known you as, you know, the the artist and the musician Medina, you know, with the with the music that you put out in that regard and the production that you do and in, in that regard as well. But then also, you know, as the painter and the, you know, visual artist and, you know, seeing that morph into you delving into animation. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. You know, where when did it start fusing? When did it start differentiating? And how did you kind of transition from an audio format to like a visual format? Um, I, I always tried, I, I always tried to keep them separate. I, that, that was like one of my biggest thing. I was always very big on like, nah, man, like my poems are when I'm in love, man. My songs are when I'm angry, man. My paintings is just when I'm feeling trippy, you know, like that, those were my three moods I felt like, and, and, uh, it just hurt angry and <laughs> trippy. trippy. <laughs> yeah. Those are my three moods. Yeah. <laughs> those were my three emotions and three, each one had a discipline to go with it, you know? <laughs> so I would, you know, I even remember like a, a old classmate of ours being like, would you ever dive into political poetry? And I was like, ah, that's for the birds, man. I don't want to do that poems for these poems are for love man <laughs> you know um not knowing, love poems only yeah not knowing that like you know a few years later i'd be you know full-on rapping very anti-government like ah, like for the people you know lyrics that i had to chill out on but you know um it, it's still one of those things where then because i started practicing them over and over again I couldn't, I, I couldn't keep them separate. I, 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 after a while he started blending because sometimes, you know what I mean? I would be sad and I'd want to maybe sing a song. I mean, like, uh, I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to, you know what I mean? But I just, I, I just want to sing, you know? Like, and so I feel like that need to express it kind of caused all of them to like cave into each other and kind of like make this whole persona of Medina three, you know what I mean? Kind of these like different, these different parts of myself that just kind of like are finally, I got my own thoughts together and I'm finally ready to present to the world type thing. Mm. But it's been such a random work in process that I do know that a lot of artists have said the future of art is fusion, the future art is like fusing this and, you know, working with, with different disciplines together and that but it's so much easier said than done because not everyone's there at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I, me and you could be there now and an artist that we want to work with might be there in like six years. Right. And it's no one's at fault. It's just, we're all on our own little roller coaster too, you know? Yeah. Real dude. So well put. And, and just for personal reference, so people understand, you know, um, 
I personally can resonate so much with what you're saying because from my earliest memories, I was like, I'm trying to be, I remember I'd be talking to my dad and I'd be like, I'm going to be a comedian dad. I'm going to be the funniest person ever. Like I'm going to entertain the world, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I would go into all these different industries, right? Like, and I would work in, within, with music and I'd work with directors and actors and stuff on the business side. And like, I'll work for, with the government, like, but then it transitions into this podcast and like this interview format and, and, and exactly what you're saying on the time of things. I couldn't just at eight years old, that's what I wanted, but it would take this wild road through all these different industries and all these different like career paths and dreams that I would want to finally come back to that original one, which is like, I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to make people learn. But like you said, I had to bring all the versions of myself together into this fucking perfect person. I am exactly into like, the conglomerate. like into, you know, into Will and into Medina three, you know, yeah, like, like, look, this is like, you know, he's pulling my chair. Up, but this is the, this is, I think this is like the, this is the layman terms of like an artistic journey for people that aren't artistically inclined. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not everyone, you know, there are people that just love the process of artists and just like to, you know, check in and see what they're about. But that, I, I think that's what it has to do because there's so much perpetual doubt that just keeps going on and on and on as an artist. Like you are always doubting yourself. Like that's mm-hmm. what drives you. Like as much as we don't want to admit it, it's, it's one of the things that drives us is doubt. Like, no, you know, what I mean? there's, you know, um, I think it drives, drives people like, not, yeah, and that's what yeah. I love about this too. I think we're all driven by that same thing, but I, I interrupted you continue. Cause I'm, I'm fucking with what you're saying. No, it's true though. And then, but then that's the thing it is people, but then that brings the question of like, which who imitates who art or life, you know? And cause that's a whole other, that's a whole other scenario that, that's, that's the, that's, woof. you could, you could go down that path for hours. You know what I mean? That's, that's the whole chicken and the egg. Which one can you just send me there? down a whole vortex, yeah. dude? I heard <laughs> you say that and my fucking brain went yeah. to, that was sick, but yeah, yeah. no, please continue. Like, dude. That, <laughs> it's, it's so funny how I've like, I always, um, dude, I will, I will ponder the most random things. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just ponder that shit. Like, damn you know like what if what if that was so wild like that but i'll never harp on it i'll let it go as easy as it came in i'll let it go i'll like say it to a friend and most times friends do think like damn this guy's must have been thinking about this for hours (laughs) and i'm just like nah this is this is a this is a three minute thing like you know for example think about how scary this thought is i was this one just hit me the other day and has not stopped hitting me what if everyone I've dated has not gone well because it's just a form of the government keeping tabs on me. <laughs> what if these were plants placed yeah, by the yeah. government meant to just, betray and hurt me? Look, and, and it's so funny because that shit is just insecurity. It's nothing more than that. It's nothing more than that because it's like, my friend literally asked me the other day, I was, <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, yeah, if I'm ever on those Tinder sites and you know, if, if the girl is too good looking and she just starts talking to me right away, like she's really interested, something's wrong. The and then she was like, she was like, why? Why would something be wrong? And I was like, I don't know. It just, I, I can't trust it. I can't trust it, man. <laughs> Dude, I, it's so fucking funny, bro. And it's so poignant. Like insecurity, I feel like is such a driving force in so many like 
just self-destructive things that we like you're talking to a woman that you're interested in and your first thought because you're interested in her is like something's off like this can't something's be right off. i can't be happy why should i be why should i be happy yeah she, she, she must have somebody yeah uh, i must not be the you know I, I must be the one on the side i must yeah be the, you know what i mean just be happy man yeah I nah seriously so many stuff just not living in the moment you know and mm. that's part of growth too so shout out to all the ladies if y'all listening and uh i've grown <laughs> I promise I've grown. No, hey, seriously, dude. Self-actualization. Okay. <laughs> no, it's real shit. It's like you can't love others until you love yourself. So it's exactly. like exactly. exactly on that point. It's like people really need to give themselves a break and just be like, yo, like, like you were saying, you know, like you had this thought that it was the government, but you're just like, no, dude, that's fucking insecurity. Like the government's not fucking. The government doesn't give a shit about my dating life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, that's like people. My favorite conspiracy that I've heard is people that think birds aren't real and that they're oh, pigeons, pigeons, pigeons. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is the funniest yeah. shit of all time. First of all, because like what I love most about conspiracy theories is like they'll pick some shit that it would be real hard for you to disprove. Like exactly. you'd have to go murder a bird to be like, exactly. look, it's anatomy, it's true. But like, who's gonna go that far? It's like it's so, and it's just so funny to me, bro. It's like. That is hysterical because the the tr- if it were the truth, that would be wild. What do you guys do? Like, oh, but, but, what a yo, crazy you concept. Know you know what's so wild though? Because you know what I hate about the internet sometimes is that the way that these people, like these funny ass people, comedians, like t- word these tweets, they just make it so it's just like God fucking damn. Like, you ever see like somebody was like, yeah, the whole thing about the oh yeah, you pigeons, you pigeons be working for the government, blah blah blah, and then. I was like, oh, you're crazy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm not crazy. You've never seen a baby pigeon. <laughs> you don't know what they look like. But think That's, about it. When have you yeah. ever seen a baby? You know what I mean? And just that little ounce of truth is just what someone needs to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A- they're, uh, they're, they can make compelling arguments because they can find ways that you can't argue with them it's like like what i said bro you to this proves them you you know my favorite thing was it was some flat earther was trying to prove the earth was flat and he spent like fifty thousand or something and by trying to disprove it he proved that the earth was round that kind of stuff is yeah exactly which is exactly what happened with like a fake burger bro they kill a bird and realize that they just murdered an animal yeah Yeah. they just kill a bird and it's like that type of shit it's like sometimes bro you people need to go through that experience like you might have to prove the earth is round because i can't convince you and like yeah yeah yo sometimes you gotta just i heard this great um story bro and it was this bird is this it's so perfect because we were just talking about birds it's an old myth and it's the myth of the bird and the huntsman right so the huntsman comes through and i'm going to paraphrase obviously this is not how this is written i'm not very uh, eloquent but the huntsman like catches the bird right and the bird is like slick as fuck and he's like yo like hunter of beasts like you don't need to eat me bro you eat cows you eat you eat the boars and the and the bulls like you don't need to eat a measly bird why don't i give you knowledge instead and oh, feed no. you that way and so the huntsman has an appetite for knowledge too so he's like you know what fuck it say less I'll, I'll take the wisdom yeah. and so the birds okay okay like i'm gonna give you three pieces of knowledge one from your hand one from your roof and one from the branch when i'm dipping so the first one he's in the dude's hand and he's like never his first piece of wisdom was never believe someone no matter how wild what they're saying or how great and how grand, right? That's his first piece of advice. And then he flies off onto the branch 
And when he's chilling on the branch, he's like, my second piece of wisdom is that you can never get caught up in the past. Oh like, no. Never get caught up in the past. Like getting caught up in the past is like, look, it's the path to destruction, right? Um, and so the huntsman's like, okay, bet. And then the bird's all like, you know what? You're a fucking idiot, dude. You ha I have a gem in my stomach that's the size, that's the biggest gem on the planet. And you're a fucking moron. All you had to do is kill me and you'd be the richest man alive. So the huntsman starts losing his fucking mind. You know what I mean? He's pulling out his hair. He's yeah. losing his, he's losing his shit. He's fucking, he's completely lost it. And the bird starts laughing at him. He's like, yo, you fucking idiot. Didn't I just tell you not to get caught up in the past and not to believe absurdities that people tell you no matter how great I'm a fucking small ass bird. How the hell would I have that kind of jewel in my stomach? You know what I mean? How, 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 like, think about this shit, bro. Yeah. And so yeah. the huntsman's like, he calms down and he's like, you're right. I'm, I lost it there. I'm wilding. My fault. Like, can I get the third piece of wisdom? And this is the reason I want to tell you myth as the bird is flying away laughing. He's his third advice was never waste wisdom on someone who won't hear it. Ooh, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it goes back to that, those conspiracy things. I'll tell people what I think the truth is. And if they want to believe that fucking Barack Obama is a lizard person who's, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, if that's yeah, what fun. you want to, yeah. if that's the way you want to live your life, once I've told you that that shit is fucking ludicrous and you want to believe it, I can't, I'm not going to waste my time like you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself you know like it's like a because the thing is it's like a it's like a it's it's i don't want to say because bro people love reactions too yeah like people know how preposterous this shit sounds right they know but they know that it's more preposterous to actually get you to be irate about it Right. <laughs> I love that this interview, it's like me and this really profound corner of a wall. It's a really profound series of angles. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're going to have to do this, you know. We're back. Um, Probably best to have your face on it anyway. Here, one second. I'm, I got an idea. Watch this. Watch this for you, bro. Look at this. This is called Innovation at its Finest. This is why they call me Medina 3. Show you. This is why they call me Medina Three, taking big risks. Me. This is why they. Oh man. This is why they call me Medina Three. It's like I'm talking to a specter of myself, dude. I'm looking at myself. It's like a, there's a murder mystery. This is the yeah, last dude, that footage they ever saw that, me. That that didn't work as well as I thought it would, huh? Oh man, I love it though. I mean, it's, nah, okay. we can see you a little bit. I, I got a better idea. You're the dude sneaking up. You're going to pop out from the wall behind me. Bro, don't, don't play, bro. I, I see, I, I took too many horror, saw too many horror films last semester in that one course, bro. Uh, this shit is a fucking, this is a mental trap. Yeah, no, it is, dude. This is I'm, limbo. This is art. This is art for the This public. is art. Thank you. Yeah, this is art. It's a better way of saying it. This is straight up art in action, people. You've never seen art like this. Okay, that is fucking art, dude. That was awesome. That was awesome. Go. I got a little, you know. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the fucking Montreal cityscape. How you doing, man? Damn. Live from Montreal, Medina the Third. Medina Three. That's what they call it. Medina, Medina Three. Now we're out here. I love it. From DC to Montreal. Gotta love it. <coughs> but yeah, man. It's been snowing here a shit ton. <coughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's kind of, 
<coughs> it gets to you after a while. There's no sun. No bullshit, dude. That's I lived in Boston for a time. Hey, shout out to Boston during the summer and spring. Love it. During winter, like I'm so you're not gonna find me in Boston, dude. I can't fucking live like that, man. No sun. I become a much different person. Things are not as I'm a pretty upbeat, like, yeah, let's let's tackle life by the horns. If I'm caught without the sun for like two weeks, I'm like, fuck life and the horns. Like <laughs> everything's a lie. <laughs> birds are fucking the government spying yeah, on the me. Birds yeah. are the government now. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> When I when when, when those when, dude when I'm just, in Boston in the winter, birds are the government, dude. But dude, this is literally why I I came to that conclusion. I was like, damn, bro, that's crazy. What if all these girlfriends just be a, a federal agents? They just come and leave. Is they <laughs> that I was like, bro, what kind of lonely ass shit am I on? <laughs> that is mad funny, but yeah, dude. I mean, I'm glad that you had that realization. Some people never have that realization. They spend the rest oh, of their yeah. life thinking that the government is on them bro the government yeah. does get weird is when like you ever like meet people that look like porn stars <laughs> what's your point <laughs> like okay you've seen that movie ex machina mm -hmm. so you know how he like falls in love with the i haven't robot? seen ex machina i i hate when i do that i hate when someone says something and i'm like yeah that is, don't do that, guys. I shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You don't learn from life by just blindly saying yes to people or like. I just spoiled it and so, I'm not a spoiler. I'm, I, a spoiler. I'm glad I, I like ran off on a tangent. I didn't even get spoiled by it. But yeah, I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good though. Should I, should I, uh, should I get on that? Should I make it yeah, happen? Yeah, dude, you should watch it because the main actor just got cast as Moon Knight, a superhero. Moon Knight? Yeah, have you heard of Moon Knight? No, but it reminds Bro. me of the Moon Knights from Aqua Teen. So I'm definitely shout out to Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Moon Knight is like Moon Knight, no exaggeration and no, you know what I mean? Ableist terms, throw it out here. Like he's literally like the way to explain it, he's like Batman with schizophrenia. Damn, that's cool. He has three people inside his head. He has a little girl, an older man, and like some other per and him. And they're all inside his head. That's pretty yeah. dope. And he's a superhero. She's ill. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that that's happening, man. We have to destigmatize this taboo that mental health is something not to be talked about, bro. I was he's also he's a he's a he's a he's a he's an actor of color too. He's from uh, Honduras, I think. So awesome. Um, that's yeah, fucking so dude too. That's so beautiful, man. A, a, a superhero that not only addresses addresses stigmas of not casting people of color in, in leading roles, but also not addressing the stigma of mental health. Yeah. And also that we're, we, we can actually like, we have a range of being people that aren't just gangsters. <laughs> and mobsters Dude, and I was actors. saying that to someone that <laughs> I, literally, bro, I was saying that to someone the other day, I was like, the, what pro, what I find problematic about films that emphasize black trauma and you know trauma towards people of color is not that people shouldn't know that those things happen, like that those traumas happen and have happened. It's that the Hollywood only greenlighting stories that emphasize that trauma makes it seem like that is the only reality of these people and it also yeah. desensitizes people to the trauma that you're trying to address. This, these are my opinions too. People no, might true, not though. agree it's with true. me, but yeah, I, I find that representation should encompass 
regular fucking Joe Schmo stories. You know what I mean? I want to see some Asian male actors in rom-coms and I want to see, you know what I mean? Black female fucking leading stories about life, not about fuck. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like the, the, there was like a really heartwarming moment. It was like, and the thing is again, like this is, and this is not even me. Like I don't, I'm not part of this community. I can still empathize. You know what I mean? Cause the same thing happened with Black Panther, but like they just finished wrapping up a few months ago, uh, Shang-Chi and the Seven Rings. Okay. It's the new. That Marvel sounds like movie. a cool. It's a cool title. Yeah, Shang Chi. Yo, yo, he's, he's, bro. Get ready. Um, oh yeah. Get ready, cause we're about to uh, this new Marvel phase. We're about to meet this one character called Kang the Conqueror. He is literally he is the master of time. He's gone through time and conquered everything. He goes back in time to get more shit to go. When he's about to lose, he goes back in time, gets the shit that he needs so he doesn't lose, and then comes back to the future and wins. Fire. Uh, and he got cast already as a black actor. Fire. So we have the next MCU supervillain. You know what I mean? I love that. Oh, that see, this is the thing. I, I really hope people are like stoked about representation in film, whether or not it's representation oh. that like emphasizes your community. It's so important oh. for people. You might not find it that important, but the, when people see themselves represented on yeah. screen, bro, that shit means something. Bro, like, that's, what the, that's what the actor said from the main actor from Shang-Chi said that like one of the things that was really wild was that the whole cast was Asian. The mm-hmm. entire cast was of Asian descent. Like, mm-hmm. and he said that it was, it was nothing prouder for him as an actor, as like a main role to have that, you know what I mean? Like that is, and I'm really glad that you brought this up because this leads me to a really good discussion topic, Avatar, Mm -hmm. The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. So if you look at Avatar, The Last Airbender, man, believe it or not, bro, there's no white people in that show. No bullshit. Yo, do you mind, do you mind stepping inside just for audio's sake? Cause I want to- Yeah, 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 give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Yeah, okay, cool. cool. I'll repeat it, I'll repeat it. Yeah, cool. But but yeah, before I go into that then like, you know these these Marvel movies that they have set up, bro. Because this is like this is this is my this is my nerd talk. You know, <laughs> um, these Marvel movies that had that they have set up, man. Like, it's it's about to it, it's about to change the game again. Like, if you thought Endgame was like good, nah, bro. They're about to take it to a whole nother level. I'm really happy to hear you say that actually, because like I'm not you know an um, avid fan. I'm not like a religious fan of the Marvel universes, but I am becoming a bigger fan as a, as these movies come out i'm like damn they're really they're really doing something over here with these superheroes and i know it's because of the stories that were written before it's not the studio executives doing this it's the writing and the the comic books um, that have existed and i want to sh- and i want to make sure that i'm shouting that out for sure because i think yeah. you know i don't want this shit to get mixed up i'm I appreciate Hollywood for what it is. And I appreciate that Hollywood is moving in the right direction, but I'm still going to hold it accountable. I'm still trying to see more representation. Like we were speaking about earlier, like trying to see more multicultural casts. I'm starting to, I'm trying to see people, you know what I'm saying? But I want to, I want to also say, I'm glad we're seeing progress. I don't want to ignore that shit. But you know what though? You know, what's so wild though, that I, that the reason why Hollywood needs to be condemned. Give me one second. I'm switching inside. No question. I got I to gotta, gotta show you my, one of my favorite posters. Got the Seb DeLisa poster. Seb DeLisa? Yeah, dude, she's one of my favorite singers of all time, man. Nice. Like, she sounds like God. <laughs> I'll show you one of her. I'll show you her album cover. You but speak very fondly of her. I do, man. I, I hope I, she sees this. 
she like she liked a few of my comments on Instagram. I mean, yeah, man, you're saying really nice things. I'm sure if I was an artist and someone said that I reminded them of God, I'd be very touched. Like, that shit, that shit is crazy. That's high praise. I've seen her. I've seen you post about her on Instagram, bro. I need to step up my fucking. When I see people post artists, I'm just bro, sometimes I'm in a. I, I want to know. Yeah. Want to know, bro? She had. You want to know what she called her second album? Mm. The genre. Avant pop. I like it. I like don't her style. Her. Don't play with her. She's you know a diva. I mean? She's a diva like myself. Avant pop, and she, bro, just to show you what type of time she's on. Yeah. She. Probably, let's say, okay, Blackest King came out this last year, mm-hmm. um, at the end of last year. So four years before Blackest King came out, she she had the one of the directors for Blackest King on one of her music videos that got stolen by Louis Vuitton the other day. Damn. Five years later, like four years later, you know what I mean? She's she's ahead of the game. How is it stolen? Um, they they took the same concept that she uh that she recorded in the same uh studio um but the concept of like melting lights and like melt this you know what i mean like um consumerism and hedonism and all these like kind of like abandonment and enlightenment just like very watered down into a louis vuitton ad Mm. (laughs) it's just very distasteful uh earlier last year Last year, almost exactly last year, Kylie Jenner posted uh, one of uh, this video promoting her lip kit and it had a Seb Deliza song in the background. Um, Seb Deliza wasn't tagged in it. Um, and the minimum that Kylie Jenner did was tag Seb Deliza, but there was no follow-up about a sync list, meaning that Seb Deliza needed to get paid for having that song promote that product. So that never yeah. happened either. So it's just- weird. You know, like, <clears throat> well, how are they um, able to get away with that? Because they have money. Yeah. They have so lawyers. They have, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it sucks. You know, it sucks because it's just um, some battles you can win, some battles you have to just keep going. You know, um, that's pretty outrageous that yeah. someone with that much, you know, public Im- image, like a general, would be able to get away with something and then a lawyer not be able to make a case for well, like you think of do you think like an average lawyer would be able to make that argument like there yeah, was no then, payment for my client getting paid for the song in this ad you see the ad you see you hear the song you see my right. client they didn't get paid like yeah now i have now i have seven other lawyers telling me that it's fair use because the song was actually recorded off of a radio for the use of the video so it was you know what i mean they they, they would find they would find something they would find something to prolong it to the point where it's too expensive and you just give up. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I can't argue with that. That's why I spoke with uh, a great manager named Chico. Shout out to him and everything that he's doing at Aviation Group. Um, man, your relationship with a lawyer as an artist is so important. Um, like contracts and like shit like that. Like having a good lawyer that you can trust. I, and it's like saying that is so like easier said than done, right? Like having a good lawyer is a good idea. Who the fuck just knows lawyers? Like this shit is not everyday fucking shit. It's just so frustrating. And it's just, it's also, I mean, it it goes down to like relationships too. Mm -hmm. If, you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm your lawyer, I've known you for 20 plus years. I'm going, I'm going, I'm reading extra documents, extra legal documents, seeing what gets updated on a daily basis. Right. Just off the strength of you being my friend. But 
You know what I mean? Regular lawyer. What would it, I don't have time for this. I got 20 other cases I got to do too. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. It sucks. It sucks. It's one you of those, know? it's one of those situations in the industry that I hope, you know, as we move into the digital age, it becomes kind of phased out along with labels that the necessity for it, like I'm hoping that there'll be somebody that fills that necessity. I mean, like we have things like cryptocurrency with, you know, smart contracts that fill and there's an agreement and you can't back out of it. There's like a clear concise. So that, that kind of can help with the financials if people do cryptocurrency deals like in that, but it's man, I, it is. I, you know, it's, it's so interesting because it, we don't realize how much leverage we have as artists right now. Mm. And we need to know that because as soon as the labels go, the streaming people are next and they right. know that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that is like a conspiracy against the little artists. Like I'm not trying to keep saying that shit, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to like, I'm a whack job, like, you know, um, but you know, the, the, the fact is again, like we were, I was watching this Russ interview again, I've only listened to a, like one song of his mm -hmm. and it's flame. It's flame. I, I really like the guy. Like I, I like his interviews more than I've listened to his music. Not that I like his interviews more than, but he was saying something really interesting. Like you and I can pay $20 to someone to distribute a song mm -hmm. and the label is going to want to take 15% for doing that same thing. Yeah because now the platform isn't the label, the platform is the streaming service and no labels own that. Yeah. So they could tell you no the same way they tell me a nobody no. And it's, inter it's interesting to see how that algorithm has helped small artists blow up. Totally. Almost overnight. Yeah. Um, where it's not to say that like, I, I would, we, we, we have seen that a streaming service, like a, a really well planned out release can get you way more opportunities than what a labels planned out release could do. You know, you know, cause we've seen the, vi the virality, virality of virality. Yeah. Yo, I was at, I was at Sony the year that music sales went from physical to digital. It pretty much happened oh, overnight. Shit. Like you said, like it was the Sony connect meeting. It was all the people from that were working at Sony. Everyone got together. They were just talking about shit that was going on at all the branches of Sony music. And they were just talking about like battling with YouTube and battling with, you know, the fact that they have these streaming services. They went from like 90 some percent physical sales at the beginning of the year to 90% digital being the sales in one year. That's an entire industry flipping on its head. Uh, and then, you know, the corporation is just trying to keep up, which is honestly, you know, being that I'm not the biggest fan of capitalism itself, I'm, I am happy that that's happening because I want to see power in the hands of the artists. But unfortunately, it just seems like the power is really changing, you know, monsters hands, like it's going from the labels to the streaming services. And we're that's gonna, big, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna look, I, I really, I know when I say it, I, I say it way too confident for it to sound like it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Streaming, music streaming specifically, because TV streaming is work. It's fine. It's fine. They get paid. They get, you know what I mean? Netflix will buy a show, whoever will, whatever. Mm -hmm. Music streaming is unsustainable. And I, I know it's been, I've realized this shit was unsustainable since 2015. It just did not make sense to where me. Where do you see the I, where do you see the business going from streaming? Well, 
it and actually also it, yeah. elaborate oh, yeah. elaborate on why so, you why you see it unsustainable as well my bad the guy that wrote this song uh wake me up when it's all over okay when i want you know that edm yeah i think it was some dj um that song was the biggest hit of the summer when it came out in like 2014 or something mm -hmm. um the guy who you know sings that co-wrote that whatever um for all his streaming sales of the summer he got paid four thousand dollars to have the highest streaming song of the year because there's no there there was no argument at the table um of hey like for example like a beyonce or a drake that they do get a higher percentage from spotify sales because they cut that deal already that's why that's fine for them but for the again for the for the little guy and also for the big guy too because believe it or not drake is manipulating streaming numbers too because he has to drake releases 20 song albums because 10 songs are 10 songs or 1500 streams are one album sale if i put 20 songs on there that's two album sales i just tricked the algorithm into giving me an extra sale and an extra percentage of money yeah that's it, dope. you know there's, you said that i didn't know that and so like so when you look at like even an artist as big as drake doing that little baby has an album that's 34 songs why <laughs> you know what i mean and no offense you know what i'm saying but that's 34 songs on yeah. one deluxe edition project that yeah granted you might hit shuffle and listen to all of them that's what it's banking on that you're just yeah. gonna shuffle and you know, you'll stream all of it until, you know, he, he, he gets his ends. But the fact that artists that are that big have to pull these type of maneuvers is why. Yeah. And the reason why I say it is because if I spend $150 promoting a song, trying to get it on Spotify, just for people to listen to it, people to this, people to that, I'm not going to get that $150 back. You know what I mean? There's going to be losses because it's mm -hmm. streaming. This is not the same, you know? So now I've spent $150 investing into, yeah, maybe someone who might add it to their playlist and hear that one song, never hear me again. If it comes up random, they might like that, whatever. But if I were to invest, let's say $150 and maybe in Google ads that would link someone to my website or an Instagram music video that leads someone to my website where they might be more likely to say, yo, this shit is fire, $1, man, let's do that shit. Yeah. That $1, those, if, if 10 people were to buy that for $1, you've made more money than you would have made street, trying to stream a whole year. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make exact, sense. Exactly, and, and, and that compounds, right? So right. If, for anyone that's not listening to what he's saying right now, because I think everyone should be taking notes, if you were to reach that small group and get those 10 people and they're telling more people every year that you do that, it's going to compound just like every other thing is. So you're going to be making way more money over your website, having these dollar sales than you are going to be putting in the same amount of time on Spotify, even and though you're the, not getting as many streams. And the thing is, it's don't abandon the streaming sites, right? Exactly. Just don't abandon it. Add, just, add it. Just, I would, you know what I mean? And this is free for everyone to, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not one to hoard information, 
don't put all your stuff on Spotify. Put it one, two, let, let them feel it out. Bring them to your website, bring the traffic. You know what I mean? Give Spotify the pennies, you take the dollars. You know and I mean, because it's, it's too much time. We're, we're gonna get back because again, like I always say, man, there's no painter. And this is again, going back to the whole multi multidisciplinary thing. Mm-hmm. There's no painter who's going to work on something for five years, two years of their time and sell it to you for $9.99, even if it's a print. I'm not selling you a print for $9.99. It, it, you know what I mean? It, it would just, you know, how prints, I, I, I bought some prints for my friend. I didn't even realize it was like, I spent 60 bucks on these prints. Yeah. The sizes, the, you know what I mean? The originals, the one of ones, the, you know, all that. And I wouldn't sell it for $9.99. So why should I sell an album for $4.99? Really? Right. No bullshit. So no bullshit. 50 cents. Like 50 cents. Like, you know, so this is your we, this is your work. This is your work. You know, you can get it to a point where, because again, everyone's always gonna have casual fans and core fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like always. But because of that stuff is why Nipsey was able to sell me like his mixtape for that much mm-hmm. and be able to fund his studio and then keep on moving. Mm-hmm. It's not because, oh, it's so wild. Who's going to pay that much for a mixtape? People did it. And yeah. Jay-Z bought 10 copies. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, it's if, you, if you build it and they will come, but right now we're in the mindset of we're going to where the building already is. Right, and exactly. remember, it's only been a year or something since Spotify has broken even. It has not been that long since Spotify has even broken even as a company. So we- What a know. gamble though. I will give them, look, I, I always yeah. want to give people their credit, man. They, Spotify changed the game forever. They like yeah. obsoleted labels, basically. Like over time, labels are going to become obsolete because of Spotify. Like labels I don't know are done. They- Labels yeah, they're they're finished, man. I remember right. I was at I was at Sony, bro, and one of my colleagues just walked past me, and they were like, "Yo, if you fuck with music, like get out of labels, man. This shit is this shit is going out the door." And I was just like, "God, I just got I just here. got here. I just got here, motherfucker. What do you mean?" I was mean? there for a purpose, though. Like I was trying to learn. I was trying to learn how the business works so that I could use it work for me and the people that I care about. You know. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, you got to understand the machines that you're operating, and I really. What I part of the reason that I, I wanted you to come on as well is that you put it in so you articulate it so well into the how we need to work for ourselves, make the system work for us, like build the house, build and they'll come. Like you put it so perfectly. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I want to give two more examples if I can, just because these are also like I'd also want to shift it away from just us and also see that it happens to our favorite artists too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like um I'm, I'm, I would be pretty, I would be pretty surprised if after what Frank Ocean did to Def Jam, every single label doesn't have some sort of Frank Ocean type clause in their late, in their contracts. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Because for a label to lose out on the type of money that they did, they're still looking into litigation against him. They're still looking at, you know what I mean? Like, let it go. You lost, you lost the chess game, you know? And so that's, and that was a, that was a battle that Frank Ocean went through for seven years, you know? 
another artist that this re more recently happened to, The Weeknd. Mm. The Weeknd, I don't know if you listen to him. I'm a huge fan of The Weeknd. Shout out to him. The Weeknd released one of his best albums to date during the quarantine mm. with a phenomenal rollout, insane visuals, everything. He's a legend, man. Did you that know that legend. did you know that the album didn't get nominated for a single Grammy? I honestly will not lie to you. I, until I'm get, getting Grammy nominations, man, I don't pay attention to that shit. But you you hear me though, because the thing is, but that but we do though, because you know, and this is also shit. This is good to touch on this shit too, man. Breathing exercises, bro. You know what I'm saying? Anxiety. There's this thing. Bronc, you know how when your bronchioles dilate and shit, like your capillaries. Okay. When you're breathing, like when you get anxious and you're mm -hmm. breathing heavy, they start spasming. Okay. And you can't control it. You can't control your breathing. Mm. And that's why you hyperventilate and you're like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Your, your, your capillaries are having spasms. So what are people supposed to do in that situation? Just breathe slower? You're supposed to, if you, you know, I mean, if you're on anti-anxiety medication or on, in, on albuterol, at least for inhaler, they say like, take your Klonopin and take your inhaler pump and lay down for 15 minutes. Because a lot of the times that shit will lead to a panic attack. Panic attacks feel like you're dying. Right. They really feel like you're dying. Yeah, it, yo. It, it, it's no, like a doctor will tell you, bro, you felt like you were dying, bro. It's valid. <laughs> like you're not crazy, man. So I, I have had, I have <laughs> had, no, I, no, and I appreciate it, man. Like I said earlier, we were talking about, I, I want people to help unpack and unstigmatize this, this taboo and this idea that mental health is not something like we should be, like people are so weird. They like, they're condescending about mental health, but it's like, yo, you have you ever broken a leg before? Have you broken a bone? You go to a doctor and you get it fixed. Some people have problems like that in the brain that yeah, they bro, their the brain shit, is hurt. Like, like the shit that like we don't understand. You, you don't know? get it, like, yo. Like, You're like not a thing, doctor. Like the things that no, but like even the thing that like we don't even fully comprehend. Yeah, like, that shit is broken. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it's 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 so it's it infuriates me when people who first of all did not dedicate their life to medical sciences feel bold enough to like make claims that they understand what they don't and it's like yo people are struggling with something that you do cannot understand and the people who have studied years to understand still don't fully understand so let's like yeah, at man. least give them a break of not judging them when they're Look. fucking dealing with this shit but yeah dude panic attacks man yeah. that shit is they, I have had few in my life, but I've experienced what I think is a panic attack before. And that shit was not fun, yo. That shit was no. scary as fuck. Man, dude. Not thinking you can it. breathe is a scary concept, man. And we're dealing with that right now a lot with ob the obvious pandemic that's going on. But, you know, this is people literally not being able to breathe and, you know, people still making a joke. It's like the same thing. People think coronavirus uh. isn't real. People think mental health issues aren't real. It's like you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> man, I saw, I, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've had some just very, what I would consider like, not, you know, socially acceptable responses to like what certain people conduct themselves in the, you know what I mean? By not wearing a mask, not using hand sanitizer, just skipping the hand sanitizer line, like mm. just doing whatever, just, like, I've just been like, wow, like, bro, like, you're the, you're the problem. Mm -hmm. I, I just, like, you're literally, like, you're the issue. And, like, it, 
I I just get a little more uh, I'm biased with about it because I've been here for a year now. I haven't seen any friends, family, and shit. So it's just like, come on, we could get it together. But it's like one, you know, it's other people also using their privilege to not follow the rules. Because no question, it's it's. I was saying it to someone the other day. Everything is a double-edged coin, is a two-sided coin, right? I can't mm. fucking talk right now, dude. No, it happens. Everything is <laughs> a double-sided coin, right? Yin yang. Yeah. And things like freedom is a double-edged sword because in the same way that you're free to live your life, express yourself, and do what you should be doing with your life, it also allows people to be fucked up and be fucking awful and just pursue the awful desires that they have, you know, and, and temptation and shit. And part yeah. of that is not wearing a fucking mask, dude, which is insane. It's, yeah, it's a People that mask. will go to war for a country won't wear a mask for a country. It's like, okay, I know where your priorities are at, <laughs> but like, dude, it's really, it's one of those things where it's like, I honestly try not to judge first of all, cause it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're going through. You're a human being. So I'm gonna just do me. I, I think that I believe in the science, you know what I mean? And I trust that if, fucking poison and disease experts are telling me wear a mask it'll help i'll wear a fucking mask it's not that big a deal but you do you and uh hopefully you know we both survived this shit and we don't hurt anybody but i just sometimes it's hard not to judge dude because you're like it's it's just it's frustrating because it's like it also goes to show that like a lot of for example in quebec right now we have a lot of restrictions because a lot of people don't listen we have a curfew right now that's mm. from uh eight p.m. to 5.30 a.m. Um, and a Supreme Court judge just had to do a, a ruling because the premier of Quebec didn't want to get rid of the fines for homeless people. And the fines are up to $6,000 for being outside during the quarantine yeah. after curfew. Yeah. So that just perpetuates the same cycle. Mm-hmm. Cause you give someone, you keep giving someone, you give me six, 12, six, like six tickets for $6,000 fines. When am I getting out of the hole? Fucked. Yeah. When am I getting out of the hole? Never. Yeah. So, yep. you know, it gets to this point where then the people that do have the 6k, psh, fuck it. I'll pay the 6k. And they can afford not to be outside. You know, it's the best is the best of both. We had a bunch of um, people here in office that had to retire from office because they all got caught in the Caribbean. All these Canadian, like high Canadian officials all had to step down from different departments because they were all vacationing out of the country. People were in Peru, people were in, you know, all over the world, bro. And they all had some excuse. I was visiting uh, I was visiting my boyfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um Yeah, man. But, it's, it's yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> dude, it's just a fucked up situation that we're finding ourselves in. And I want yeah. this to hopefully to wrap itself up. It'll it'll um I I think that it will in the sense that like I've also started to notice that just because, for example, you know, you, I think I'm repeating myself a little bit, but be, even though you're on a different path and you might notice things first, that doesn't give you, um, that doesn't give you the right to put other people down for not knowing. Right. 
it doesn't give you the right for to put other people down for not wanting to know yet. And it's not, you know, what I mean? everyone is on their own timeline, right? Yeah, and it's so, a tough thing to remind yourself of. It's it gets really hard sometimes. You know, so and and this is all to say, like, hey, you know, I'm all for the anti-distance, anti-establishment, blah, 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 power of the people, let's get our stuff, blah, you know? And it's a, it's a scary thought, you know what I mean? It's, that's why I, I know I say it with confidence, but I say it with confidence because it's so, it's such a fearful thing to, to finally have ownership again, ever. You know what I mean? And that goes, there's, there's uh, uh, seldom, there'd be some white artists that get finessed too. You know, <laughs> they get, they get that too. You know, it happens, it happens. to everyone. Uh, yeah. That's why, uh, you know, shout out to the group Young Fathers. Um, have you all ever, have you heard of the group Young Fathers? They have heard. an album, very great album. Uh, Some white men are black men too. That, <laughs> that one, uh, that, that's a great song. Um, so he says in the song, he says, some white men are black men too. He says, uh, he says, a white man can play him. A black man can play him. His indiscretions don't betray him. Some white men and a black men too. <laughs> so, but they're they're a whole other. That's a that's okay. We can, I appreciate the love that you're showing. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. No, but that's... I, I I met them and and they're very like, you know, oh, this is the very you know, great energy. But but again, like I I, I just want us to know that there's like. There can be the level of you having everything, the person next to you having everything, the person next to you, next to you having everything. And unfortunately, it's just all tied up in that one place that we all try to chase, which is an obsolete label that makes no sense to keep chasing. You know, we need to keep in, we need to invest in ourselves and not just keep saying that. Like when people say, you got to invest in yourself, bro. You got to invest in yourself as an artist. What the hell do you mean by that? Invest in a mic. You know what I mean? Invest in a good mic, artists, singers, rappers, whatever. Look into the mic that you want to get that's start with something low end. Look at what the mic looks like. It's going to be your mic. It's like a pair of glasses. You know what I mean? You're going to be using this every day. If, you, if you're not ready for an interface, just keep a USB mic. Keep something like GarageBand you know, so you can record quickly. You might have to, if you don't have the money for Logic, torrent Logic until you're ready to make a sale with a song and then buy Logic. Legally, it's supposed to say that. And <laughs> um, But you know what I mean? There's all these resources out there for us that we, when, when we say invest in ourselves, that's just one portion. The next part is, Invest in the sound, invest in making sure that it sounds as crisp as possible. Do not cut corners, you know, take your time with it. Even though you wrote it in 10 minutes, the world doesn't need to hear it in 10 minutes because if you wrote it in 10 minutes, they're not gonna be ready for it in 10 minutes. It might take them 10 months to get ready for it because you're just that far ahead, you know? So take the time with it. After that, send out snippets to people. Friends, what do you think this sounds like? What does this remind you of? Send it to people who don't listen, who don't know anything about music. Send it to people who are clueless, who just, you know what I mean? Get their reaction, see what they say. Start, you know what I mean, doing that. Cause that's what labels are doing, you know, with the song, they're testing it out. Oh, okay, we're gonna test this out in a focus group. 
with uh, this many people and this many people like it. We know what market we're going to do it. You know, all right, we don't have the huge resources, but do it within our own communities to the point where Definitely. it can branch out for micro and macro shit. Start small and think big. Exactly. You know, and um, you, yeah, yeah. So we have to, we can, we can give ourselves that power. You know what I mean? We can also, we can also still use the labels to our advantage if we need to, because some artists are label type artists and that's not a bad thing. Like you might be an artist that, man, I just, I just want to put out like an album and then go do something else with my life. Cool. Go, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a record deal might be good for you if that's something that you, you know what I mean? But just don't think that this is, there's no, there's absolutely no one way to do this. But I do believe that the starting point is with just making sure you have the bare minimum equipment, making sure it sounds good. And when it comes to anything else, just let that creativity fly. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, let that shit fly. Because yeah, I've, 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 I've worked, you know what I mean? Me and you both, we've worked with some wild artists, like plural, that have done things we have, that the world has yet to see. You know what I mean? And I, I can say that confidently, like with no stutter or anything, you know? And we've met, we've met the people that are going to change the world. We all know who they are. Um, and I just, I'm just really excited because I do think that we can get to a point where, yo, someone's going to be paying $20 for an album, $30 for an album. No I mean, question. No it question. might be, you know? No question, man. And I think it's important for people to know too, step three to that process is you got to remind yourself of that every single day. I think a lot of the times that I've seen friends of mine and, and artists who were my friends, but just artists who I was in touch with if you're not constantly in the mindset that you can do it, that's okay. It's going to happen. Some people, you're not going to be like, I'm the shit every single day. Some people are, I mean, like, and props to them. But I found a lot of people go through periods of doubt and, you know, you know, self, just self doubt and not an insecurity, like we were talking about earlier. So give yourself the space to feel that. But then remind yourself why you're doing it, what you're doing it for. Like, if you're just in it for money, you might not want to be doing this. If you're if you're just in it for money, maybe go to a financial route. Maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe yeah. start learning about how the financial system works because there are ways to make money that are not as risky as creativity. But if you're trying to be creative, and you can be creative in, in a financial way too, but I'm more so saying if you're trying to take a risk on yourself and anything in life, Give yourself the space to doubt it too, because that shit is—it's a fucking roller coaster. It's—it's—it's it's, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. It's part of the process. It's part of the totally. process, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's so interesting how, even for example, my own journey as like an artist, like man, that turbulent to say the least, man. Like I've made so many mistakes, like you know, publicly, privately, this, that, you know this song wasn't mixed well, this wasn't, you know, whatever, and so many things, you know what I mean? And it's all right, you know what I mean? It's totally okay to take the time to refocus, to redo what you have to do. Because again, it was like uh, Russell, well, no, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna quote him. I, I think he's been problematic recently. So I won't, won't quote him. Appreciate but, that. <laughs> but um, cancels ass. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what I mean. I can't, I can't be condoning, you know, problematicness. So, okay. um, 
there was a quote though that um, I think that is really, really interesting. Um, kind of that 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 kind of like touches upon the way you're supposed you're supposed to. I'm not I'm not saying don't think about the money because the money's important. You know, yeah, sure, it's a way to, to sustain your of your course. life. You of know, course. great. Of course. But hey, you know what? One of the ways that I, I, and this is just me personally, I, I could be totally wrong. One of the, one of the, one of the ways that I, I see longevity for a lot of artists is, and this is might be personal or not. Again, know when to put your ego in your pocket and when to put that shit in the fucking, you know what I mean? You know, as in a bow chest. tie. Yeah. <laughs> like when to tie it as a bow tie and when to put it in your pocket. And, and, and the reason why I say that is just because I've, I've seen so, you, you've seen, we've all seen so many of these like big star stories, these great groups that break up because one guy thought they were bigger than, and you know what I mean? And it all breaks apart and then it does, you know what I mean? It just doesn't work out. How common is that? You know what I mean? How common is that trope of, oh, boy band, girl band. Then there's a lead singer that breaks out and they're the only ones that are, popular for the next 20 years right you know that can't be so formulaic that we can't see through it and so um when it comes to that it kind of shows you that everyone's mentality is boy bands girl bands bands don't last it's shown us not to work together like i couldn't i couldn't see like I, and I know it sounds like a big. Uh, you say that now, but I really couldn't see zeros on some shit where it's like we're working together, the goop, and and some other guys offer me zeros, be like, "Yo, leave all of them." Like what the fuck? Betray <laughs> them. I leave all of them. Fuck them. Like, yo, like, that's like, dude. People, some people. That's what like, I'm talking about. Like you know what I mean? Like if yeah, in my what I would do. Shit. I mean, my friends all know that I do different art stuff. So I, my friends are know that I'm going to have my hands in all the pot. Like I'm going to be designing this here. I might be mixing this here. I might be producing it. But at no point is it ever going to be more than just like creative consulting. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm like, naming this episode. That's what I'm naming this episode, bro. Creative consult. I'm going to write that down, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's... That's no. what you've been listening to, ladies and gentlemen. This is creative <laughs> consulting at its finest. We, I'm, I'm selling this episode, $50 an episode. <laughs> this is the clubhouse invite with it. <laughs> yeah. I got to start putting these on clubhouse. Yeah. No, dude, but that's 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 the role that I would personally like to achieve. Maybe that's a, that's a role that can be achieved by other people. Um, but I don't want I, – I, I hire me. I'll come and tell you what's wrong with your shit. I'll tell you what's right with it and I'll leave. At no point are we gonna have a contract where I'm multi-album working for your company. No, no, no. Every song, write up a contract, I'll come in. The money can be lower than, it's fine. If the money's lower one time, if it's bigger one time, as long as we know that I'm not owned by you. You know, because that's, I, I read this one random article, some lady who has some super, super successful business. They asked her, how is it that your business has been so successful for all these years? She says, I don't make deals. 
I don't make deals. Because if you're the artist, you're the company, you're the corporation, you're the mm. CEO, you're mm. the director of operations, you're the finance, you're the brand. Right. You're going up against Coca-Cola. I can take them because I'm a brand too. You know, I got legs and feet. Coca-Cola can't move this fast. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> but you know, Reset. like we, we, we have to start thinking of ourselves at that level mm. because if not, we're gonna be, we're we're gonna be okay with the little, like yeah. the little scraps, you know, like um, mediocrity. Yeah, mediocrity, and and that is oof, that 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 is a that is a good one, man. Mediocrity is at an all time high. Yeah, is that an all time high? They're selling me mediocrity as commodity, and right. These amazing artists just don't have the chance to shine yet. It's so unfortunate, bro. It's so unfortunate because like, but it's not even, it's unfortunate because I feel like I've seen it happen to like artists that I'm a fan of. Yeah. Whereas like now I feel like at a point with this, you know, friends, circles, artists that I work with, whatever the case is, it's knowing that, that that we're not going down that route. You know no question, I mean? dude. And right. I want to emphasize <laughs> something as well for everybody that's listening. Yeah. When he was going through that thought process of how fucked up shit was, you could see and you could feel that the situation is fucked. And you could see it in your in your body language that you're like, damn. And then you're like, but, and you brought back out. It's like, let yourself, that was a perfect personification of the way that you should deal with issues let them wash over you and feel how they actually like let that shit fucking bounce off you though like feel it and then come back from it and be like okay but we're straight because i'll put it like this one time i was speaking with a shaman and i was like i struggle with being happy when there's so much misery in the world how am i supposed to be happy when other people aren't happy and they're suffering and he said who benefits from you being sad and nobody benefits from you being sad. Nobody benefits from your sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And that is some real fucking shit. And that's exactly why, like, I wanted to point out what just happened with you. Cause it's like, like you were blown at rightfully so at a shitty situation that exists. And we're talking about how it exists, but you're not letting it just fucking destroy your, your, the rest of your day. You're not letting it like corrupt your energy because at the end of the day, like, that's the type of shit. Yeah. If you let it compound. If you don't, if you're not able to disconnect understanding issues and trying to solve them and like be just, you know, your general well being and your happiness and your thoughts and your energy, it's a slippery slope where that shit can take you, yo. And I, okay. and I'm not saying that it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult task not to get overwhelmed sometimes, but I wanted to emphasize a great time that I saw in that moment for people because that was, it was good for me to see that. Yeah. No, I, and I can, I can tell you, I, look, I, I embrace things, you know what I mean? I embrace, I embrace my emotions, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that's why I, I, I create very deep works of art, but I move on, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not because I don't care about that experience, but it's because I've, I've now processed that experience and we're gonna learn from it from now until forever. I learned from my songs till today, man. Like there are songs that don't make sense to me when I wrote them. Today, they're like, oh bro, like, yo, I swore I wrote a song 
because this girl broke my heart and I swore that like, this is what this song was about. In, a, in like two months time, I would become the person that I was complaining about in the song. I did, you know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, like life puts you on the other side to see what, how you will, you know, um, how you will act because it's, the universe is really good at putting us on the other side of things that we complain about just to see what we'll do, you know? Um, and I've, I've found that time and time again, like very interestingly enough to, to the point where it's very eerie, you know? And that's why I was gonna let a gem out, but I can't let that one out. That was part of my writing process, but when it comes to writing, you know, <laughs> when it comes to writing- That's it, not free. That, that was not, not about to be free. That's that one's in. Video, that that one. one's in. That one's in the. That one's in the writers' camp coming That's soon, true. hosted by Will. Nine ninety nine. Nine Five payments of nine ninety nine. It's got to be five payments, and it's an all time <laughs> low, and it's a monthly subscription. You're paying me five times a month, Bro, forever. They were scamming people with those ads. Jesus Christ! I remember being a kid and being like. Four payments of $29.99. I can make that's, that work. That's $29.99. No, 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 no. It was like a knife set, right? It was like a knife yeah. set. I'd be, I would be counting. I'd be like, that is expensive as hell. I don't even know these many numbers, man. That shit is expensive. That's They're how they get people, me. though. <laughs> We're going to get you four payments of $15, Bob. And you're just like, shit. I, all right. Sign me up. Sounds good. Well, well, you, you do drive a hard bargain. I've shown it to haggle with people, dude. I've gone into <laughs> retail stores and I like haggle now. I'm like, yo, like, can I get this potato for like 50 cents? They're like, no. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm trying to practice. At the same like, time, you're in the wrong country. <laughs> I left my country so I can have stable potato prices and you come here to have <laughs> Sometimes you got to just press it, man, because there might be the dude one day that's like, you know what? Give me your 50 cents. I'll give you the potato. Yeah, um, like, like you know, but you do have to tell you, like, bro, come on, this this potato, bro, it's got blemishes, bro. Look at, the, bro, I can make I can make half a mashed potato with this. You just tell me this for full price, my man. Come on, you see it. I got better uh, potatoes over at home than the potatoes you guys got over here. Uh, Don't make me. And then, and then they give it to you. They they're nice people. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta just you know press the envelope in everything you do, whether it's shopping at the grocery store, you have a potato diet, um, or. Yes. <laughs> doing creative aspirations, man. Please Yo, the envelope. That, that's how, that's how, um, uh, that's how it really is, bro. You have to always, the worst thing that they're going to say, no. Yeah. That's it. And you know what? You got to. That is the worst to, thing people will say to you. It, or they might yeah, tell you, but, no, fuck off. But it's like, at the end of the day, all they said was no. No, you you cut you for everyone listening. When when you hear the words N O, that's when you cut your ears off. That they say everything else is okay. They said no. That's it. It's over. It's over. Go on. Cool. Yeah. If Go you on. if you if you had the time to write a smart Alec email, if you have the time and you want to go that route, but I don't. You know what I mean? I don't recommend not, moves like that. I just, always just recommend hit them with like the this. yeah. Just hit them with the, yeah. You gotta have hit a great day. Fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you. I, yeah, I hit him with the fantastic. Wow, this is Great. just yo. No, the the best one you got to kill him with is you have to ask people the question in the nicest way possible. Oh man, 
can I have this potato for free, please? Now you gotta be like, this potato, man, and this potato, this, this potato. I really, I think I planted this potato back in the no, but you know, going back to going this back to what you like were saying, it's mine. <laughs> no, going back to what you were saying though with the shaman though, um, there was actually somebody, a shaman of sorts, I guess. Um, it was the man who was actually selling like fruit at the market, and uh, we were there with my uncle. And my uncle goes, yo, well, what's good, man? How you doing? How's your day going? Straight as, straight as, you know, ever. He replied back, man, if I tell you how my day's going, it's not going to change it. And they both crack up. That's a really nice way of saying I'm a trash day right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's not talk about my day. But you know what I mean? Nothing you could do can make my day better. Dude, not and complaining. You, and, and you both crack up about it. Yo, that is, how it is. <laughs> he, that, he was demonstrating enlightenment in my eyes, dude, because not complaining about shit that you have to, because you probably had shit he could rightfully complain about. You're just putting that energy out there. Just fucking move on from that shit. It's over. Like it sucks. It is what it is. But I fuck with that mentality, man. That's the it's, way I fucking do it. It's interesting because I've it's it's been hard for me because like you know different cultures and stuff especially in America like you get the very like people don't really tell you how they feel mm -hmm. um they don't really talk about how they feel they'll they'll usually just say oh no I'm fine oh I'm fine so everything's okay until they blow up yeah and you know you know back home like you know someone will tell you some shit like that like oh if I tell you they won't but but that's that's literally telling you how they feel yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you would not get that from an American. Like you would not, that you would be like, if an American said that, you'd be like, oh my God. Because it's such a, because it's such a like, damn, are you all right? Like, you know, like I find sometimes that um, even with like certain friend groups, the way I talk or the way I'll express certain things, people will think I'm angry and upset. And bro, it's just the way I talk. So yeah. also, if anyone during this interview think that I have been upset, angry, I'm just really passionate, man. I just got passion for everything. I, I, I no, dude. I it's so funny. That's one of the things I've been working on with like. Sometimes I would be coming off exactly the same way. I'm coming off a way that I don't mean to. Like for some reason, someone's hearing my tone or someone's like listening to me, and they're like, "Why are you angry?" And sometimes I'm like, "I'm not. I, I'm my bad. I'm just expressing myself." But not everybody, not everybody knows you. Not everybody's a mind reader. So like when people have those moments, I've started being like, because there it's a pure miscommunication. So if they're not resonating with the way I'm coming off, I'm also going to be understanding of like, oh, damn. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. This got lost in translation somehow. Like, but this yeah. is actually how I meant to be. And like, yeah, yeah. No, far definitely. from here. No, that definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I feel more like the, um, the, the kind of like, no, nah, I just, you know, I, I, I didn't um, like, like, oh, why are you upset? You don't have to get so angry. The thing is like, my response is always like, oh, I'm not upset. Like, you know, my, like my voice will actually drop all the way back down like to regular and they'll be like, oh damn, you really weren't. I'm like, no, nah, like I was just in the zone. Like, yeah, so in the, in I'm the soul, hype as fuck right now. Like, bro, I, my, like, I definitely have yeah, sorry to bring him, but yes, it's been a while. But bro, I definitely have like Kanye stream of consciousness rants. Like I know I do, man. Like there are some times when I'm just saying some stuff that it's like, bro, he's talking that shit. <laughs> 
you know, like I, it's definitely happened a few times uh, during our conversation today, but um, I just feel like sometimes I can't, I can't hold it in. I can't hold the truth, totally. in, mm-hmm. you know, or my, my, my truth, not the truth, my truth. Um, sorry, I need to, need to iterate that. Um, because, because, you know, there, there are many, there are many truths that exist. There are many, you know what I mean? That's the other thing too. I also think that it's not, it it also shouldn't be like going, jumping, jumping back, but going back to the whole artistry thing, it shouldn't be also, a an artist versus the label. It shouldn't be like a man versus machine thing, because again, a label is still run by people. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, Totally. So I'm not, you know, and I can definitely see, I can also see like the business side of weaponizing a, a, a label against itself to be like, yeah, fuck, fuck the system, but I'm signing a label. Yeah, like I can, I can see that part of it. I can also see labels just being very on the forefront of just letting artists like fly. Um, That's what I think that their plan should be. Yeah. Just become what you were supposed to be and be artist incubators. I I was hearing that supposedly in the UK, I don't know how common it is anymore for if it really was a big thing, but I heard somebody comment that um, in the UK, they'll still sign um, like unknown acts for labels. They'll, um, you know, I, I, again, I know also know that 90% of, uh, artist on their first major label don't get to release their first album that's a whole other thing but again i just i just want to like iterate that there can also be a relationship between a label and an artist a healthy one like there can be one where compromise happens both people can listen to each other i remember asap ferg mentioning in an article saying like you know, the label people don't read minds. You have to go to them and propose things to them and say, hey, I look, this is a budget for XXXS and Y. Um, so there's also, I've heard that there's also miscommunication sometimes where some artists might believe that the label now becomes kind of like a babysitter for the artist. Um, right. And so, you know, but I also, I also know that, um, for example, an artist like Vince Staples is signed to Def Jam, but you would really think that he was an independent artist. Right. You know, so there's a, there's a, there's all the different situations. That's why there's no one path. But again, I, I, yeah, I do totally. think that um, um, labels have to drastically change to either cut streaming out. And if they cut streaming out, they have to be on the side of the artist, which I don't see because it might cut too far into profits Mm -hmm. or try to align themselves with streaming services more to the point where there's now an even bigger divide which will cause smaller sects of musicians to increase price points of their late of their merch just to survive and then that movement um comes along because that movement was kind of squashed with our future you know, those, those, the, when they were kids our age, bro, releasing all that music for free and dropping $80 sweaters that people were going crazy for, you know? So imagine if I'm, imagine if you're me, me and you are like 
just we just broke right now, man. Like, but we have this shirt that we made, and we're artists, and that shit, you know what I mean? We let's say we we keep two extra ones for ourselves. What if that shit is blowing up for resale value on eBay to the point where like now we can pay our rent just reselling this shit by taking part in the ludicrous, you know what I mean? Like, but that's building that community ourselves. There's no label involved. There's no nothing involved in any of what the, those our future people did. But the movement that followed right after that became mainstream was independent music, which was not, that's just independent music whatever the industry called that was not independent at all, man. Yeah. It was selective fabricated stuff because again, if the Grammys had said that they were now allowing independent albums to be considered Danny Brown's atrocity exhibition should have been nominated for a Grammy because that shit got came out the same year as chance. The rappers very mediocre album. That ended yeah. Up. Yeah. So wild. Album. Yo, I'll be right back. I'll be, I gotta yeah. take a piss so badly, dude. My bad. Let me get a drink. I, got, I was drink. waiting for a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, well, listen, we're back from a commercial break, dude. I wanna, I'm gonna let you get on with your day and kind of Hell wrap yeah. it up here. And Hell yeah, it's kind of, that. it's kind of been an awesome interview because I haven't really felt the need to really ask any question, man. The conversation kind of let itself in a pretty natural way that we doesn't just happen. Talk. We just yeah. talk, man. I, I, I do the few interviews that I've ever done with people. They've always told me that it always just feels like we're talking. <laughs> that's what I that's what I strive for in this process, man, is to make yeah. that shit as conversational as possible. So I appreciate listening to Because the thing is, man, it also humanizes your end too. You know what I mean? People don't really kind of look at like the journalistic effort is more than just like someone put up some questions together. You know what I mean? It's it shows your personality unless that shine through as well in a way that's like really cool too, you know? Um, because it's a back and forth, you know, it's not just right. Let me talk for just 70 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I, I like the I I it's it's great, man. It was fun. <laughs> appreciate you, man. I appreciate that so much. I'm super grateful for you stopping by. But my final question for you, bro, is kind of what what would be some final words just for you know if you're gonna leave people with some knowledge of Medina Three, what would your what would your words of wisdom be for the for the audience tonight? Words of wisdom. My words of wisdom would just be practice patience. Practice patience, that's it. Because you will see that everyone is going to tell you no. Everyone, your best friends might not even say anything. You know, they might, yeah, and I hear you one of these. Oh, that, that, is it finished? You know, I've, I've been here with every single one of them. But every single song, man, no matter how, you know, some of them are, bro, some of them are garbage. They're not all great. <laughs> the garbage ones, I remember just as much as the, the ones I made that are my favorite. Right. Because every single time I knew I had something different mm -hmm. and I felt within myself that that shit was the best shit in the world even though no one would agree until maybe years later. And I still got years to go, but you know what Fuck I mean? Yeah. I, no, from no the one, believe you that you are the one. Right. You, yeah. you got to, you got to. Right. Cause at the end of the day, if you're not a fan of you, how the fuck am I going to be a fan of you? Not only that, it's like the lottery, right? 
you know how it's like, ah, I played the lottery, but I probably won't win it. You're not going to win. You played the lottery because you're going to win the lottery. Right, exactly. <laughs> you played the lottery because you won the lottery. You believe, right? Yeah, you know. You already you won it. it. Yeah. This is the winning ticket right here in my hand. I got it. Sir, give me 29, 29, 27. Playing this, playing this number for 14 years. Put it down again. <laughs> you know, though, but you're not. And that's you, the year. And, but you know what I mean, though? You're, you, you, you have. This Shoot is the, the fucking lottery. dice. Shoot this the dice. This is the lottery yeah. no matter what. You know what yeah. I mean? And the, the way the totally. world is set up right now, and I know this shit sounds so bizarre to think about. Is it really, are we really talking about too many differences in terms of like apples and oranges? When we're talking about the guy who's working their ass off to try to get the job they want on Wall Street that they might not get because of politics and whatever. And the artist trying to make it who might not make it because of politics, of labels. Yeah, whatever. we're all doing about, the same shit, man. We're just doing it in different ways. Like we're all just trying to get by. And you know what I mean? But it's it's that whole, I'll look down on this person. I'll look, so just be patient. Yeah, do you. It'll come, trust me, it'll come. Fuck yeah. Maybe it'll come for me soon. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, <laughs> dude, I really appreciate that, man. And I can't fucking, I can't tell you enough how much I, re I fucking feel that, dude. Be patient. I mean, we all need it. And uh, I hope everybody takes, took some notes and took some time with this interview. Take, you know what I mean? Listen to it twice. Cause I'm about to be listening to it more than once. This shit was great, man. And uh, yeah, I thank you, dude. Be oh, of patient. course, man. Of course, man. Anytime. And look, if the people want me back, we got to do a part two.